everyone, and welcome to Passionately Interested, a podcast where we discuss the things we're passionately interested in. I'm your spooky host, Curtis. And I'm your already host, Nick. How you doing, Nick? I am getting really tired of the weather, actually. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> uh, yeah. It was 70 like two days ago, and then I woke up this morning and there was snow on the roof. Like, what the yep. fuck is going on? It's I, I understand the whole, you know, fake spring, second winter bullshit that happens in the Midwest, but... My body can't take it anymore, okay? Yeah, I know. I am I am waiting for it to make me sick, and I really, really hope that it doesn't. It has drained me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and and I, I, I just, I don't want another cold, rainy LARP game, damn it. Oh, I mean, that's how they all go. Don't you know? Have yeah. we had a non-rainy event since, like, 2018? Uh, a couple during the summer, I think, <laughs> but that was about it. It still feels like there was a store, like there was still rain either like right before. So we couldn't use part of the camp. It, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then now isn't the new camp even closer to the, like the lakes and stuff now? <laughs> uh, not really. No. Okay. And the nice thing about it is yes. While it is muddy when it's wet, it doesn't flood. Right. Right. So there yeah. is a stretch on the drive in where it's like, hooray, my car is floating in the mud. And my God, if I stop, I'm doomed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, like the big open fields actually on a hill. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a good sign. That's going to be very nice. It used to be that at the, at the last camp, if it rained a whole lot where we did like really big, like all like full game fights where everyone's fighting at the same time and it was super cool. Half of the area that we used for that would be under like four inches of water. (laughs) So you had to like, whoa, 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 back up, back up, move to the left guys. So that we didn't have somebody backpedaling into uh, a tunnel of water. It was intense. (laughs) Oh, Ognar's in the lake now. (laughs) (laughs) I can see him by the shiny helmet on top of his head. Listen, just because I get, you know, buffs while being underwater in-game doesn't mean I need to be underwater in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> During the fight, we just hear you like, <laughs> Town crier is underwater. My bell won't ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So this is a very miny episode because we yeah. both have new hyperfixations we wanted to talk about. They're both video games, and turns out they're both about mining. Uh huh. Well, I have two games, but both are about mining. So three <laughs> games, all of which are about mining. Well, I want to talk about Deep Rock Galactic, and you said that you were going to talk about Minecraft. What's the other one? Satisfactory. Oh yeah, basically yeah, Minecraft but different. Hey, it's very different there's it's not blocks and less world construction more factory construction yeah you don't shape the planet you build around it that still sounds good though it is very very good but the only downside to it is it's still in early access okay so they keep adding more and more stuff to it they need to put it on console because i i am almost exclusively like 99.9 percent a console gamer i wouldn't be too shocked if it eventually made its way there at some time in the future after actual release. I'm not 100% sure, though. Xbox, put it on Game Pass, please, so I can play it. For I they am a poor man. big games. Oh, uh, so the company that makes Coffee Stain, 
or the company that makes Satisfactory is Coffee Stain yep. Studios. Oh, Coffee Stain is did Deep Rock. Who makes Deep Rock Galactic? Yeah. Oh my God, it's all <laughs> woven together. But they've also made Goat Simulator. Yeah. And Valheim. Oh. What? Oh. Yeah. Huh. Man, deep co- coffee stains like really in there secretly. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah, like coffee stain isn't a really well known. Like I, I hadn't really heard it until I played Deep Rock, but apparently they're making a lot of like super viral games. Yeah, they 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 make a good game, and they the the other good thing is they listen to their fan base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with Satisfactory, which is the one I'm most familiar with, just because I've been following along with the entire development. But occasionally, you know. People will come out saying, hey, we'd really like this feature. Or they look at popular mods and see mm-hmm. what those are adding to the game. Oh, right. And go, that's a great idea. Oh, that's really cool. I like that they do that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. <laughs> do you want to talk first? or Because I have the website for Deep Rock pulled up right now. I mean, if you want to go first, you can. Okay. So I'll, I'll explain the basics and then just kind of talk about my experience and the kind and like what I like about the game and stuff. So Deep Rock Galactic is a four player cooperative first person shooter where you are one of four like characters. They're all dwarves. One is a heavy gunner. One is a driller. One is a scout and one is an engineer. And each one kind of has its own play style and a couple of different weapons that you can use to sort of shape it towards what you want to do. But really, each like class is going to play similar no matter who's playing it. You go and do these different missions. Each mission has like a different objective. There's one that's about like going down and mining a certain amount of like a... Uh, an ore called Morkite, or you have to go in and collect a certain number of these like big crystals that are hidden in the wall. The fun thing is that the environment is 100% procedurally generated, so every single time it's going to be completely different. You will never play on the same level. Nice. Except, I think, the deep dives, which is a, a, its own thing. Okay. But otherwise, every single time, completely different level. Uh, there are different, there's three tiers for cave complexity, complexity and mission length. So when you do them, it might be like a cave complexity two mission length one, which means that there's going to be a lot of different tunnels that inter- interconnect and you're going to have to kind of burrow your way because I believe I already said this. Maybe I didn't. The environment is 100% destructible. Like there is nothing in the level that you cannot destroy. <laughs> I like so, those games. I know it's so much fun. And what's great with the, the so e- each class has like a traversal tool. I, I usually play the engineer. The engineer has a gun that shoots out uh, like a ballistic foam that hardens into a platform. So you can place platforms wherever you want. You can chain platforms together to create bridges, which I do all the time. The scout has a personal grappling hook, so you can kind of shoot up into hard to reach areas. The heavy gunner has a zipline system, so you choose where you want the end point to be, and then it drop. You are the origin point, and it permanently for the rest of the level leaves a zipline system that you and your your teammates can all jump on and go back and forth on. So that's it's all like nice. super strategic. The driller is exactly what it sounds like. Their traversal <laughs> tool is two giant hand drills, and you just can walk up to a wall and and create a tunnel. And so with it being 100% destructible, 
you can like pull up your your map, your 3D map, and kind of see like, mm. oh, okay, wait, well, if we go down this hallway and turn right and then go down and through this room, blah blah blah, we'll eventually get to where we want to go. With the driller, you can just be like, well, the we walk down this hallway a little bit, and then the tunnel we or the cave we want is directly underneath us. So you just start <laughs> like 45 degree angle down and just <laughs> it's all the way down. All of the enemies are like these. Uh, alien bugs called glyphids and there's different kinds so there's like some big guys with a lot of armor and then a whole bunch of little guys like that you mainly get attacked by the little ones then there's tiny little like spider like guys which i would compare them to spiders a lot of their body language is like a spider when they walk at you uh, to attack, they'll take their two front limbs and hold them straight up in the air if you've ever seen a spider do that yeah so they'll do that and kind of come at you uh, so if you have like a, a spider fear, it might be it, it is alien. They are alien looking. They have their mouths almost look like the tongues of xenomorphs in the alien franchise. Gotcha. But if you don't like bugs or spiders, you might not be able to enjoy the game as much. The enemies <laughs> are going to be really, really creepy. Now, I do have to ask, mm-hmm. do they have a way of disabling the enemies? graphics like changing them to something else i have not checked if they do it is not as evident as in this other game that i play called grounded where it's like honey i shrunk the kids the video game Mm -hmm. and those have actual like wolf spiders and a slider to reduce more and more and more how much of the spider is visible until like when you see spiders, it's going to be a little white blob with a couple of pink eyes. Like it no longer looks like a spider. I don't know if it has that. I would, I would check if you're afraid of those kinds of things. The reason I ask is because satisfactory, uh, they do have a, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> satisfactory does have an arachnophobia mode, which I love because I definitely have arachnophobia. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's very nice. It's different from how Grounded works, where it just makes it into this kind of blob. Uh, Arachnophobia mode in Satisfactory I find highly amusing because it replaces the look of all the... They're called stingers, Mm -hmm. but they're very spider-like. Okay. Uh, It replaces them with this kind of like glitchy graphic of cats. (laughs) Like just this picture of a cat will come charging at you across the field. And it replaces all the sounds with meows. (laughs) That's adorable. And I just think it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I will say, luckily, the glyphids in Deep Rock do not sound anything like bugs. They sound, it sounds more like uh, what people in movies say dinosaurs sound like. Okay. Or or something completely, un- like there, there are certain kinds that sound, it sounds more like a burp. So you'll hear it off in the distance and you kind of know that it's nearby. You'll hear like a burp, burp. <laughs> so they don't make spidery noises. Most of them just like roar and stuff. But it's basically you get breaks in between, but there are random groups of them that will come at you. And then periodically, not without like there's not really a timer or seemingly a rhyme or reason to it. There will be an entire swarm that comes at you and you kind of have to hunker down. And then it's just blasting through waves and waves of enemies. And gotcha. they... And it's so cool because you're underground and in tunnels, they can climb on all surfaces. So you, if you're at the top of this uh, like vertical tunnel, 
and working your way down during a swarm, they will burrow out of the walls lower down in the tunnel. And then you're just looking down this cliffside at all of these alien monsters, just climbing up the walls towards you. It's, it's got, <laughs> it adds for some really cool moments. Gotcha. So since I've mentioned satisfactory mm-hmm. for anyone who's not familiar with it, the game essentially drops you on an alien planet, which is static. It's designed. Okay. So, if you've explored the entirety of the map once, you've explored the entirety of the map forever. But it is a big map, and when you start out the game, it can toss you in various locations depending on how difficult you want it to be. Okay. You are sent there with the sole purpose of exploiting the planet for all of its natural resources. <laughs> <laughs> so fracking. Like, yeah, uh, pretty much. Space it's, fracking. You start out just... Uh, essentially hand mining to get basic materials, but that is a very, very tiny portion of the game. Okay. Because the real purpose of the game is to automate and automate everything. Ooh. So it starts off with you just chipping iron out of a vein, Mm -hmm. but eventually then you can place a miner down on it to gather it for you. And then that goes to the automated miners, which actually pull up the ore and then spit it out on a conveyor belt. Man. And then the game becomes running conveyor belts to every kind of machine you can imagine. That sounds really and nice. <laughs> when you first start playing the game, you create a spaghetti factory. It's inevitable. Okay. Because you used to start running conveyor belts and pipes to like, oh, I need it here. I need it here. I need it here. And then you get the splitters and mergers so the conveyors can go nuts. Mm-hmm. And then you've just created this mass of conveyors and pipes that just looks like a pile of spaghetti. Hence, you find yourself (laughs) in the spaghetti. I have put a lot of hours into this game to the point that I get great joy in designing not only an efficient factory, but a pretty factory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing today, Nick? Oh, not too good. I'm deep in the spaghetti, man. (laughs) So, So much spaghetti. The amount of time I have sunk into some of these factories building and rebuilding and rebuilding, uh, it's absurd. <laughs> but man, when I focus on something, whoo. Yeah, get a lot of straight straight lines, organized systems, and mm. that sounds really nice. That sounds really good. Yeah, and I love it because it's still expanding. They're still working on a lot of the features of the game, like mm-hmm. more endgame stuff. Starting out, it's great. But it kind of peters out because there's more they want to do that they're just not to yet. Like you can you'll even find a few different things around the game, like Mercer Spheres, they're called. And then oh, what are the other things called? I'm blanking on what they're called off the top of my off the top of my head, but they're that S that everyone drew in middle school. Oh, yeah. Sommer Sloop. That's what oh. they're called. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't have known but that. They're just a giant crystalline version of that S. Oh. And you can collect them in the world, but there's nothing going on with them yet. It literally says WIP in parentheses at the end of it because it's a work in progress. Okay. But the other thing is when you get close to them, they talk to you. What did they say? Actually, let me tell you. Let me look it up. Sound transcripts. Here we go. So uh, some of the things they say are harvest, comply, harvest it, harvest it nicer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I strongly advise you to harvest the specimen. Your contract legally compels you to harvest this artifact. <laughs> you are so lucky that you found this most valuable artifact. P- 
picking up multiple fix-it personnel in the area, proceed with harvest before it's too late. Breaking news from Earth, widespread chaos and mayhem, world president urges all citizens to do their part and harvest alien artifacts. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite is relaying message. Hello, this is maternal figure. I have taken ill and need your help to find a cure. Doctors say that only the only remedy is alien artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a spam message. And I just find it funny because these are like, this isn't something coming over the radio. It's a different voice echoing in your head in the game telling Uh-oh. you these things. <laughs> because there is an AI in the game that talks to you and will say various. I mean, the game is very lighthearted. Okay. Like, but my favorite is if you get hurt, it'll flash a warning and say damage to fix it property. Okay. Uh, fi- fix it is the name of the company you work for. Okay. And currently the entire massive goal is to send giant bundles of materials up a space elevator, which get oh. more and more complicated to make, requiring more and more factories to make. And when you finish it, you, I believe, get a golden coffee cup, I think is what it is. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a while. It's like a pat on uh, the back. Pretty much. There's, I don't believe there's any actual official word on what the materials are being used for, but I think at one point they said something or released a sketch and it's essentially a cafeteria, (laughs) like a food court up (laughs) at the top of the space elevator. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, if that is ain't just the way. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I was looking at the Deep Rock website, and I forgot I saw this recently. Deep Rock is coming out. They have it on Kickstarter. They're coming out with a board game. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a one-to-four-player co-op action cave crawler. You piqued my interest at board game, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking at their Kickstarter. They What's their goal? Their goal is, I don't know how to really break down what... This is so. Their goal was oh, it's two hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, their goal was two hundred thousand euros. They, and got they hit just two... a little over two point five million. <laughs> I think they did it, guys. A little bit. It's yeah. not the most. Uh, it's not the most backed game, but right, it's, it's, it's definitely it's backed. Like blew it out of the water. <laughs> it looks really cool, though. Like. It's such a a cool and fun video game that I can see easily turning into a board game, and I think that's that's why because it's just walking around in caves and finding materials. There are uh, something that they added recently is these mini. They're almost like mini objectives slash mini games. One is like hacking a piece of uh, random equipment that you find in the caves. You call down a hacking drone and then have to set these little nodes down in a line so that they can connect to each other and then connect to the machinery. And then you have to protect the hacking drone while it does its thing. So there are like attack and defense. There are there's one called on-site refining where you have to go and find these like basically oil uh, they're they're called liquid liquid morkite but they're these wells of liquid morkite and you bring down a uh, a pump jack you call it down and then you have to attach the pump jack by piping to this like main rig that uh, pumps the liquid liquid morkite out of the veins and as the while when the thing's on, it attracts glyphids, so you're fighting waves, and then the the pipes will break down. You got to go fix it. There are boss fight ones where you're fighting dreadnoughts, which are these huge, super armored, multi level glyphids. Where it's like you fight them for a minute, and then they 
become invincible and regain their armor. Maybe there's one, two, a handful of them. And there's an escort one where there is a, a, a drill tank that you ride, like you walk alongside or what if you do what we do, you just ride on it. And <laughs> we just sit on it because it drills tunnels and then you shoot the glyphids as it kind of comes for it. And it gets to this big crystal core and uh, mines its way through. And it's just a nonstop onslaught with added stuff like uh, the core, like telekinetically picks up rocks and tries to drop it on the drill, the drill dozer. That's what they call it. Drill dozer. Gotcha. Um, her name is Doretta. It's Doretta the Drill Dozer. And you can, <laughs> and uh, this doesn't, it's, it's not a dog, but in, in the same kind of vein, you can pet the Drill Dozer. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it like a little astromech head on the top and makes like kind of sounds. So you can walk up and pat her on the head and she'll turn around and whistle at you and kind of wiggle her head and then turn back to what she was doing. So when we're not being attacked, I'm just standing on top of Doretta, petting her head over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and when you when you finish the core, it explodes really big and it blows Doretta's head off. And we figured out that you can run up, pick up Doretta, like pick up her head and carry it all the way back to the escape pod. And it's actually a thing like they set it in the pod and you get some extra. But so like when it explodes, we'll run over and grab the head and we're like, we're going home, baby. <laughs> and just start running with the head. So because you mentioned Kickstarter, uh, mm-hmm. I got curious and I learned that the previous most funded game has been dethroned. Really? What was, uh, what so was the first one and what is the new one? The most funded for the longest time was Kingdom Death Monster 1.5. Okay. Which made almost $12.4 million. Wow. Uh, and that has been surpassed by Frosthaven, which made just shy of $13 million. That's still so much money. Board games. <laughs> Board games. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, um, the Deep Rock Galactic game made 12.5 million euros. 2.5. Oh, yeah. 2.5 You're right. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I want to figure out euros in USD. That is 2.7. 2.7.5 million. So, 2.7.5 million dollars. Definitely nothing to shake a stick at, that's for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but you talking about the drill dozer and how it has almost a pet-like quality. Mm-hmm. So, Satisfactory has, you know fauna because it's an alien planet right and they have some some removed ones which i'm thankful for because i'm glad there's not a lake shark because there used to be (laughs) there used to be a shark in the lake yeah (laughs) um but then they have you know like the fluffy tailed hogs which sound Mm -hmm. adorable right right except for the fact that they run at super high speeds and launch you across the planet like they ram into you and you go flying. Oh, no. uh, they have the stingers, which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the power slugs, which you go around and collect and convert into power cells, so you can overclock your factories. Okay. But my favorite is the oh, they also have spitters, which shoot like napalm almost at you. Uh, That's terrifying. But they have two non-hostile mobs. One of which is that can actually be friendly, and that's the lizard doggo. Okay. Which. Looks like a weird kind of dog with a lobster tail. That's cute. 
and you can give it berries and pet it, and it will occasionally bring you things. Unfortunately, sometimes the things it brings you are radioactive waste, which you can't get rid of, and hurts you. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I guess you can process it now into fuel and so on and so forth. So you you can, but it takes a lot to get rid of. Uh, But my favorite is the name of these giant tall things that walk around. And then uh, if you jump on them, you you bounce like a trampoline. Mm -hmm. Their name in the game is canonically Space Giraffe Tick Penguin Whale Thing. Like, it's the best name. That is amazing. I absolutely love that. So, uh, Co- so Coffee Stain is the publisher. Yes. Who is the developer for uh, Satisfactory? Because the developer for Deep Rock is Ghost Ship Games. No, the developer is Coffee Stain. Oh, okay. So, on uh, for Deep Rock, it's uh, developed by Ghost Ship and published by Coffee Stain. Oh, yeah. So Satisfactory is both developed and published by Coffee Stain. Okay, so they're also a developer. I wasn't sure. I get, I get pub, uh, Coffee Stain Publishing, I think, is a, yep. a, their publishing department. Yeah, and Coffee Stain Studios is the developing. Okay, cool. I didn't know that they did both. <laughs> so there's a section... <laughs> There's a section. This game, just kind of kind of like what you said about Satisfactory, is also, like, very silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you when you're playing the game, if you click in the the right stick, your characters will yell different, like exclaim different stuff. And the the tool the tool that you use to to mine all the materials, whether you're the driller or not, is a pickaxe. So it's just like a, a slightly more advanced looking pickaxe, and all the characters <laughs> are dwarves. And as they should be, yeah, yeah, and and like their their catchphrase is uh, "rock and stone." So as you're clicking it in, mostly it's just different things playing with rock and stone. For or like the one of them, you click it and they just go like rock and stone. Or like if you don't rock and stone, you ain't going home. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of different ones like that. And then one of the ones I have not found a single explanation for this. They just go for Carl. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, is Carl like their god or is Carl like a legendary per like dwarf or um <laughs> but is their accountant? Uh, yeah, oh my <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh you talking about space dwarves. Mm-hmm. It brings me into my topic. Well, my other topic, I should say. Uh that is me playing Minecraft. Right. So if I'm playing Minecraft in just a vanilla game. Uh, I tend to do one thing, and that is dig. I (laughs) don't know why. (laughs) Nine times out of ten, I'm not digging for anything in particular. I'm just making mines. (laughs) So if I'm playing a normal Minecraft game, uh, more often than not, I will be underground, and I am a dwarf. (laughs) I just dig these massive mines and make them look pretty. Diggy diggy hole. Uh Uh-huh. But lately, I've been doing a lot of modded Minecraft, and... That kicked off with Sky Factory 3, which led into Sky Factory 4 and Stone Block 2, which are different yet similar. Obviously, Sky Factory 3 and 4 are very similar because they're just the know, next editions of each other. Yeah. But Stone Block 2, it takes a s- the same kind of concept of Sky Factory, but puts you underground. Oh, that sounds so cool. Instead of building a floating island or in Sky Factory 4, they actually added various things so you can start instead of just starting on a single block you can start on different things uh but stone block two you start underground okay 
and the concept is very similar. You start with pretty much nothing and then have to dig out base materials, combine those together in various ways to get new materials, rinse, repeat, build, and automate so that it makes your own materials so then you can go do other things or work on more advanced materials and so on and so forth. Uh, And because I've also ground those into the ground, because when I play a game, I play a game. (laughs) (laughs) I was been watching a lot of YouTubers who've been doing various survival mods in Minecraft. Like uh, specifically, I've been watching a lot of Forge Labs and his hundred days of like Deserted Island or a hundred days in a zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah, and I'm like, man, that sounds fun. But I also like, you know, the automation that Sky Factory and the such provides. So I just mm-hmm. found a bunch of mods to turn Sky Factory into a zombie apocalypse survival game. That sounds so good. Uh, yeah. The downside to some of these mods is if I don't read the description entirely, I don't learn fun things like, uh, this mod, not only does it bump up the zombie intelligence and provide them with weapons and stuff, uh, it also makes the creepers faster, explode quicker, turn invisible when they're near you. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. So... After dying like three times in rapid succession, I was like, okay, go into the config file and remove that bit. Wow. So I can play with normal creepers because, you know, the fast, because they like sprint at you. (laughs) That's terrifying. And the short fuse, those aren't bad enough. The bigger explosion is really annoying because it's like, oh, yeah, I just built this and it's gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way worse than normal. Uh, But it's also the fact that, oh, they're within six blocks of you. They're invisible. Good luck. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I changed that. But it's been a fun experience because now I have to worry about, oh, it's cold or, oh, it's hot and, oh, I need water. It adds a lot of – it adds more complexity to the Minecraft experience. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, adding more, like, survival levels to it would, would be a very enjoyable because it's – I like, you know, they've got the hunger bar and stuff, which is totally fine. But it would be completely – it's like Minecraft is such a good baseline for like survival stuff because you, you basically have everything there. You uh, like you can go and punch the trees down and mm-hmm. get the materials and start from scratch. So, yeah, so adding something that I've seen some silly ones where they added the, the like uh, natural disasters and stuff and they added Those are fun. a shit ton of them. And then they're like, we just tried to survive. Hey, we're not even trying to build anything. We're just trying to make it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Forge did one where he created a kind of mutating zombie virus. Okay. Which I did not use this one because I would have no issues with it except for at the end where, because it was like every 10 days, the zombies would mutate. They would get faster and stronger and have more health. Oh, And at no. one point- they can sneak up on you because they now no longer make they don't make noise until you're aware of them. Oh but no! That, I'd be fine with that because I'm like, yeah, that's that's really cool. That's really awesome. That's more zombie apocalypse theming. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but near the end, they can also do things like break down walls and build. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah, they can build up to you. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, no, I don't want that level of challenge. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, especially because if you've if you've like built your even on Sky Factory, say like they're spawning all the way down on the ground, you look down and they're building ladders up to you, like daisying their way up, but with blocks. 
Yeah. <laughs> Start so, dropping TNT off the edge. Like, stay away. And the mod I have, the mod I'm using does allow for those things, but I disabled those because yeah. no thank you. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting because uh, the zombies are attracted to visible sources of light and sound. Ooh. Oh. So like the sound of you breaking blocks or opening chests, those alert zombies. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, it makes the, th- the game a lot more fun, especially because I'm playing in the Lost Cities version. So, like, I'm running around an established city. And Ooh, boy, oh boy, cool. are there a lot of dark corners. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> that that adds to it so much. Like, you're not just playing on the regular Minecraft world. You are running around these giant broken skyscrapers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm also planning on cool. playing a version later where... I add in my own uh, villagers where I have to protect them as I try and help them reestablish a village. I want to say it's like Techtopia is the name of the mod. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's really cool. I went online and just looked for a list. I'm like, what mods can make Minecraft into a zombie apocalypse game? And they're like, here's the top 10. (laughs) I want all of them. Thank you. Have you have you looked to see if there is one that adds like Silent Hill to the game? Because I'm sure that's there probably is uh, i have not looked for that one specifically but i imagine yeah. you could probably get something similar i know that they had one uh, they had that for fallout 4 so i guarantee there's one for minecraft but it was like every once in a while you would and i turned down the chance like you could change the percentile chance that when the siren went off uh, it wasn't every single time you were sucked into it which i actually thought made it scarier because you would start to background noise the siren. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then the one time that it does, you you hear the siren, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's another siren. It's getting really dark. Oh, no. Yeah, the, the zombie mod has uh, Blood Moon in it oh. where there's a random chance of causing a Blood Moon. And when Blood Moon happens, uh, pretty much any dark spot will start spawning zombies very quickly. And suddenly Ooh. there's a horde of them. Yeah, that sounds like um, Seven Days to Die. I yeah, that's, that's very much where they got the inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also the fact that uh, another tweak is that zombies don't burn in sunlight. Oh, during the, like, just regularly? Yeah. Well, oh no, like, gosh. in the modded version, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I just meant. Like, it yeah. wasn't only during the blood moon that they weren't burning during no. the, it's uh, just all the. Ooh. Yeah, because what's a zombie apocalypse if daylight removes the zombies? I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. Yeah. Daylight doesn't save you now. Yeah. Do you, so did you build like a palisade wall around uh, part of a downed building or something? Or are you, uh, you kind of playing it nomadic? I started, I ran to the top of a skyscraper, blocked off every entrance and started there. Oh. <laughs> and I'm slowly working on reclaiming the tower. That's hey, that's a really cool idea though. I mean, it, I could modify the spawn so that it's only zombies if I really wanted a zombie apocalypse type game. So and that would like spiders and stuff. In my opinion, it would make the game easier because then the big headache is creepers. Oh yeah, because they'll blow up your defenses. Yeah. So if it was just zombies, it'd be a lot easier, actually, in my opinion. But yeah, you're. I mean, honestly, you're probably right. It, I definitely plan on doing that at some point, just because it'd be more thematic and fun yeah well what you could do to kind of counteract it is turn off the other mobs but like greatly increase the spawn rate of the zombies 
So oh, like yeah, make, make the zombies spawn two to three times as, as many or as fast. So mm-hmm. it's like you're no longer dealing with the other mobs, but now you have swarms and hordes of zombies coming at you. Yeah, that'd be definitely pretty interesting. Yeah. The next challenge is doing it without Sky Factory, just because, man, you get you get used to all the mods that like Sky Factory and stuff tosses in. Mm-hmm. Like vein mining is a big one. Oh, yeah. Where essentially, this- if you vein mine on a block, it removes any adjacent block that is that same material. Oh, that does sound really nice. Which can really speed up things. But when you go back to playing vanilla Minecraft and that feature's gone. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's it, you really take it for granted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, please, Cole, stop. No, be, be done. I should be excited that there's 30 blocks of coal, but really I'm just annoyed. <laughs> I gotta mine each one of these. One. Two. Oh, I guess I'm gonna make torches or something. But yeah, I would like to actually go into a zombie mod without Sky Factory. I just did the Sky Factory bit just because I'm still very much obsessed with the automation of it. Mm-hmm. But I I also understand it removes a lot of the challenge because I don't have to venture out of my tower for a lot of materials. I can just oh. make them. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish there was more stuff like that, like the ability because they have they have the like mod store more or less. I mean, they had the mod store and then they just have the mod section in like Skyrim and Fallout and they I, I wish that they would add that to Minecraft because really all they've got is hey pay us money for our premium currency and then you can buy mods that we've handpicked but oh, they're right. only playable on uh, the that specific map like the mods have mm-hmm. maps made for the you can't add it to a world that already exists you're doing console so you're playing the bedrock edition yes yes Pete and I play bedrock when we play yeah, me the Java. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I wish they were the, the same. The other thing is, I've played in Minecraft Java for so long that when I actually switch, because occasionally you do a Bedrock server, but mm-hmm. it's been quite a while since we've done one. Uh, right, Redstone works differently. I, I, yeah. Uh, uh, Pete was telling me that you experienced some anger when Bedrock it's, or uh, Redstone wasn't doing the thing it's supposed to. Well, because I'm so used to doing it in Java, I'm like, oh, making this storage system, bing, bing, boom, done. What do you mean I can't make that in what? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, no, you too smart. I had to make an entirely different storage system, which worked about 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. Unless I left the area, then it broke. Yeah, that there there are quite a few weird glitches to Bedrock Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see like I, I don't know if it's out yet. I haven't played in a while because there were my daughter likes to play. And the last time I watched her play like a month or so ago when she put a lead onto an animal, the lead was coming directly out of the center of the screen. I'm like, well, that's broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that feature. Yeah, I know. But then also every time they would switch editions like they would they would put out a new update. 
it would kill off a whole bunch of stuff uh, in in our world. Like it was it, removing all of the animals that we had in stables. And if he had any armor on armor stands, like that stuff would stopped existing. And so we got kind of frustrated with it for a little bit. But they're adding in this uh, dark wood forest. And mm-hmm. in it are going to be these big... I think they're not called guardians. I can't, oh, wardens. They're called wardens, but they're blind and only react to sound. And they're huge and have more health than the Ender Dragon. So the purpose that like the developers were like, yeah, this isn't a stand and fight mob. This is you've accidentally uh, like tipped it off to where you are by making too much noise. You better start running. <laughs> Because wearing, I think the the stats, they said wearing the netherite armor, one punch is still leaves you with one and a half hearts. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, so they like, they have shit tons of health and they just kind of like, brr, brr, Hulk smash, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been excited to play with that because we're basically more than likely going to go and build a base in a... Uh, dark wood forest because that sounds I don't think it was I think it was dark wood but either way still big scary monster that you can't fight sounds dope <laughs> just do, instead of zombies just do all those it's a it's a it's an apocalypse of wardens oh I just died yeah. <laughs> you s- spawn in take one step it's just like boom <laughs> why am I surrounded <laughs> <laughs> It's terrifying. All three of these games, definitely go check them out. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic, Satisfactory, and then oh, this new game that I'm sure you've never heard of, Minecraft. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty underground. That's that wasn't a pun, just, but just, I guess it could nope, have been a pun. Nope, nope. That was definitely a pun. You meant it. <laughs> All three of these games are pretty underground, guys. Maybe need to check it out. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I've heard that these games are for minors. <laughs> oh if ben listens to this episode he's gonna fucking love that oh my gosh okay well we'll end on that we're gonna end on that note man (laughs) because if that's not just fucking on on brand i don't know what is Oh, I'd like to thank No One Die for the use of our theme song, Chinaski, by his band, Sad Gravity. You can find them as well as... Uh, I got myself all fucked up. That pun <laughs> killed me, man. You can find them as well as his other band, Best Sleep, on Spotify. Go check both of them out, please. Like, I I, I just want, I want people to listen to their music. It's really good. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Passionately Interested or email us at passionatelyinterestedpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, share it with your friends. Grab the, we just did a mini series last episode. I, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed us making it. I think it's a pretty cute concept. And who doesn't like a, a nice and witty uh, title name for a, a series, short and sweet. And it's got its own theme music. Like, how cool is that? And we didn't mention last time. I want to mention now that theme music is Little Cactus. The song is by... Felix Pedersen on YouTube. So go check that out. Very big thanks to them for letting us use that song in our little mini series. I hope everybody enjoyed that. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did share this one, maybe share 
short and sweet with somebody. It's a little bit quicker, so they kind of get a nice flavor of the uh, kind of content that we like to put out. Mm-hmm. And yes, that was also a pun. I'm unstoppable. I will. I I need to to get off the podcast very quickly, or I won't be able to stop. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I'm Curtis. I'm Nick. Did you know that Minecraft is the biggest selling video game of all time, selling over 238 million copies? Thanks for listening.